This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Food is just plain pleasant. And in fact, my father used to say about me, used to say about me, he says, most people eat to live, but Tommy lives to eat. So in the same way, the word of God is pleasant for us. And we're commanded, make the word of God pleasant to you. And this is where David uses the word will in Psalm 119.16. Psalm 119.16, he says, I will delight in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. He says in Psalm 119.24, Psalm 119.24, he says, thy testimonies are also my delight and my counselors. And then in Psalm 119.47, Psalm 119.47, I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have. Psalm 119.70, Psalm 119.70, I delight in thy law. Psalm 119 is all about delight in the word of God. In Proverbs 16.24, Proverbs 16.24, Solomon writes, pleasant words are as a honeycomb. And when we eat food, Ezekiel's using this analogy, he said, what, was it something I said? I'm sorry. What can I do? He can't eat the food yet. He's just like, he's saying, I don't want to hear about all this food. I'm just eating milk now. What's the matter with me? I apologize later. All right. So when we eat food, it enters into us, and it, it, it becomes us. It becomes the fabric of our bodies. The food we eat becomes our blood. It becomes our bones. It becomes our nerves. It becomes our flesh. Because the food we eat becomes us. We are what we eat. And food becomes our life. And in the same way, the word of God as our spiritual food becomes our life. This is what Moses was teaching Israel when Moses said in Deuteronomy 32.46, Deuteronomy 32.46, he said, Moses said unto them, set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do, all the words of this law. For it is not a vain thing for you because it is your life. It's your life. Food is our life. The word of God is our life. 
And when God called Ezekiel to eat that scroll, essentially he was saying, Ezekiel, this is your life. You need to eat the scroll to have your life. It's the word of God. Then Ezekiel then had a choice. Was he going to hesitate? Eat the word. Draw back? Because what God called Ezekiel to do and what God called the prophets to do was not an easy job. There were so many things that God called his prophets to do, like, we don't want that job. For example, when God wanted to demonstrate how Egypt was going to be put to shame and exposed, God called Isaiah to walk around naked for a long time. In Isaiah 20, verse 2, Isaiah 22, at the same time spake the Lord by Isaiah, the son of Amos, saying, Go and loose the sackcloth from off thy loins and put off thy shoes from thy foot. And he did so, walking naked and barefoot. The Lord said, Like as my servant Isaiah hath walked naked and barefoot three years for a sign and wonder upon Egypt, upon Ethiopia, so shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptians prisoners and the Ethiopians captives, young and old, naked, barefoot, even with their buttocks uncovered, to their shame. And so what God was calling the prophets to do was very, very not easy. But God was essentially calling Ezekiel and the prophets to a total submission. I'm all in, Lord, 100%. Nothing drawn back. And eating that scroll, again, represented 100% submission to God. And that's what God told Ezekiel, don't hesitate. As a matter of fact, God established this right off the bat in the chapter before, Ezekiel 2, verse 8. Ezekiel 2, verse 8, it was like as God saw in Ezekiel, I see in you a little bit of hesitation for what I'm asking you to do. So let's get this straight right off the bat, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 2, 8. But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. And when I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was written therein. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without, and there was written therein lamentations and mourning and woe. So God was saying to Ezekiel, don't hesitate on this, Ezekiel. It was not enough for Ezekiel just to read the scroll. He had to eat the scroll. In the same way, it's not enough for us just to read the Bible. We're called to see it as the words of God that we have to take within us, meditate on it, obey it, be delighted with it. And you know how you can tell people are doing this? You can tell this by looking at people's Bibles. By looking at their Bibles, you can tell if they're spiritually feeding on the book. Just from the appearance of the cover and the pages of the Bible, you can tell if people are filling their minds, how they're viewing the Bible. Just from the appearance, just the appearance. You can tell whether they're filling their hearts with the love of God. You can tell if they're filling their wills with the authority of God. You can, just from the cover of the Bible, you can tell if they're filling their lives wanting to serve God. And I got two Bibles here. This is my, my wife's Bible. This Bible, it's not just something she just read. Underlined, notes, cover falling apart. This Bible here, this Bible here. Nellie Cross's Bible, wish you could look at it. This pages, underlined, Schofield, old Schofield Bible, notes in it. Oh, well-worn Bible. Those are Bibles of people who are not just reading the Word of God, but meditating on it by filling themselves with the filling their minds with the truths in the Bible, filling their hearts with the love of God, filling their wills with the authority of God, filling their lives with the service of God. And you see that when you see these, because these are Bibles, Word of God, that were eaten, not just read, as he told Ezekiel. He told Ezekiel. The Lord Jesus emphasized this when he spoke to his disciples in Luke 
9.44, Luke 9.44, and he said, let these sayings sink down into your ears. Same thing, eat, let them sink down. He said, in Ezekiel 3, as we've been seeing here, Ezekiel 3 and verse 3 and 1 and 3, he says, moreover, he said unto me, son of man, eat that thou findest, eat this roll. He said, son of man, cause thy belly to eat, fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. So that was what God told Ezekiel to do. But now there's a choice. Is Ezekiel going to do that or not? Verse 2. Verse 2 is Ezekiel's response. Verse 2 was Ezekiel's choice. Verse 2, so I opened my mouth. That's what Ezekiel said. That's what I said. That's what he did in response to what God said. I opened my mouth. It was the response of Ezekiel to God's command when Ezekiel opened his mouth. God didn't pry Ezekiel's mouth open. Ezekiel had to, on his own, open his mouth in order to eat the scroll. That was 100% Ezekiel's decision to open his mouth. And that's important for us to see. God is not going to force Ezekiel to eat that scroll. Ezekiel had to open his mouth. In the same way for us, God is not going to force us to take in God's word. We have to open our spiritual mouths. We have to take it in. That little phrase in verse 2 is so important. So I opened my mouth. It speaks so much of the choice. That's the way it is for us in life. God calls, God commands, God advises, God points, and then God sits back and waits. He waits for our response. If we move in the direction that God has indicated in our lives, Ezekiel doesn't say he ate it. It just says he opened his mouth. Then God helps us. God helps us, just like what God says in Psalm 81.10. Psalm 81.10. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide. I will fill it. They just had to open their mouth wide. He said he would fill it. God calls to open the mouth. He said, just open the mouth. Just open the mouth. Leave the rest to me. Your job is simply to open your mouth real wide. I'll take care of the rest. And this is what we see in Ezekiel in verse 2 when he says, so I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat the roll. He caused me to eat the roll. Ezekiel is saying in verse 2, I have no idea how I'm going to eat that scroll. But all I know is that God has called me to eat the scroll, so I just opened my mouth, and then God took over from there. God took over from there. And that's why it says in the end of verse 2, he caused me to eat that roll. And that's our experience. That's our experience. We come to the Bible. We don't know how God is going to make the Bible our spiritual nourishment. We don't know how God is going to guide us through the Bible, guide us through the problems in our lives. We don't know how how God is going to give us peace from the troubles in our lives. We don't know that. But we just come to the Bible with our spiritual mouths open, real wide. And we wait on God to get what we're going to need from the Bible. And then it all makes, makes us right in the place of Ezekiel when he says, I open my mouth. I don't know how I'm going to eat this scroll, but God God's called me to eat it. I don't know how. I just open my mouth and then I leave the rest to God. Ezekiel opened his mouth. God caused him to eat it. Now, normally, a person eats with their mouth. That's how we think about it. Eat with your mouth, right? But God said nothing about the mouth when he opened the scroll, when he opened his mouth. God told Ezekiel in verse 3, cause your belly to eat. Normally, we don't think of our bellies eating. But he says, cause your belly to eat. In other words, he's saying, cause the central core of your body, Ezekiel, to be filled with this scroll. Verse 3, he said unto me, son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. 
In other words, that scroll was to move through Ezekiel to the, the central core of his body. The words of God were so to fill Ezekiel that he could say with Job in Job 22.18, Job 22.18, I am full of the matter. I am full of the matter. The spirit within me constraineth me. Behold, my belly, Job said, my belly is as wine which hath no vent. It's ready to burst like new bottles, just like Job. Ezekiel could have that, could be so full of the word of God, the Holy Spirit inside of Ezekiel using the word of God is constraining him, constraining him. And Job called the word of God like wine, wine that's fermenting, wine that's bubbling in its fermentation. And it doesn't have a vent. It's ready to explode the bottle. For example, the word of God in Ezekiel's life was like this fermenting wine that he had to speak to Israel Ezekiel said, I'm going to burst open like fermenting wine that doesn't have a vent. It's making bubbles. i got to talk. It reminds me of my friend John. One time he was putting his little boy, little boy Peter, to sleep. And <laughs> Peter said to him, uh, said, uh, Dad, I have so many words in my belly that have to come out. <laughs> That's what Ezekiel was. The prophet Jeremiah, he experienced something that I understand. He experienced this action of the word of God in him because Jeremiah was just plain put off by, the, by Israel's rejection. He had had enough. And Jeremiah says, fine. That's the way it is. I'm deciding to just hang it up. That's Jeremiah. Jeremiah turned away and said that I'm so done with you, Israel. I'm so done speaking to you about God. And Jeremiah said, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And this is what his testimony was, Jeremiah 20, verse 9, Jeremiah 29. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. I could not stay. When Jeremiah said that, he stopped, he said, I, I've stopped, and he did. He stopped talking about the word of, the, about God to Israel. The word of God, he said, was like a burning fire in his bones. And he says, I couldn't do it. I had to keep speaking. The word of God was so much like that. And that's why he told Ezekiel, God told Ezekiel, your belly, your bowels, the word of God in Jeremiah was so much like fermenting wine that he had to open his mouth like a vent. And the word of God came out to Israel. Same way with Ezekiel. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ said was going to happen to everyone who believes on him. He told this in John 7.38, John 7.38, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And God told Ezekiel, fill your belly with the word of God. And the Lord Jesus said that for that person, out of his belly, out of your belly, Ezekiel, shall flow rivers of living water. People will live by the word of God that you speak. People will be revived by the word of God. People will be kept from death by the word of God that comes out of your belly. Not your mind, not your mouth, your belly. Because it's so much a part of it. You and I are called on to allow the word of God to be in our bellies, to dwell in us richly, it says in Colossians 3.16. Colossians 3.16. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and, in, and this is what you're going to do. You're going to teach others when that happens. Teaching. You're going to admonish others when that happens, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and you're going to sing, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. 
Bible says when we allow the word of God to dwell in us like that, get in our belly, the word's gonna be like a fermenting wine and it needs to vent out and that venting out is gonna be us teaching others. It's going to be us warning others. It's gonna be us singing to the Lord. So Ezekiel eats the scroll and of course, everybody wants to know how to taste, how to taste. So he says, says in verse three, verse three, then did I eat it and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. The Bible was sweet to Ezekiel. The Bible is sweet to us. How sweet the word of God is. We have verses that are so sweet. Jeremiah 31.3, Jeremiah 31.3, the Lord hath appeared of old to me, saying, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Sweet. How sweet to find in the Bible that he's loved us with an everlasting love and he's drawn us to himself. Sweet. 1 John 3, 1, 1 John 3, 1, behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Sweet, sweet to read in the Bible that God has adopted us and given us the title sons of God. Never says adopted sons of God. No, sons of God, 100%. Sweet. Luke 12, 32, Luke 12, 32, Jesus said, fear not, little flock. Fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sweet, sweet. God the Father wants to give us the kingdom. Sweet. Isaiah 64, 4, Isaiah 64, 4. Since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Sweet. Read in the Bible that no one has ever imagined the wonders and the beauty that God has made in heaven for us that wait upon God. How sweet. Lots of sweet verses in the Bible for Ezekiel to say, verse three, it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. But it had a complexity of flavors. Wasn't just sweet. Wasn't just sweet. Because in verse 14, drop down to verse 14, Ezekiel 3.14, so the spirit lifted me up and took me away and I went in bitterness, bitterness in the heat of my spirit. That scroll was not all sweet. There was a sweet part in the mouth, but when it hit the stomach, Ezekiel 2.9, Ezekiel 2.9, when I looked, behold, a hand was set unto me, and lo, a scroll of a book written. He spread it before me. It was written therein without, and there was written, lamentations and mournings and woe, bitter. The word of God was sweet, but it also was bitter because it contained lamentations, mourning, and woe. And this was the experience of the Apostle John in Revelation. Apostle John, Revelation, he encounters an angel. And the angel says to, 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 to John, same thing that was told to Ezekiel, eat this word of God, eat it. Revelation 10.8, Revelation 10.8, the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the ground, upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, give me the little book. And he said unto me, take it and eat it. Eat it up. It shall make thy belly bitter. But it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Bitter. Just like Ezekiel. John said the same thing. The word of God was sweet in his mouth. But when it got to his belly, it made it bitter because of the judgments that are in the word of God. The word of God is sweet when it speaks about heaven. The word of God is bitter 
when it talks about hell. And when Paul considered what the Bible has to say about the love of God, it was so sweet to his mouth when he wrote in Romans 8, Romans 8, 38, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Sweet, sweet. So very sweet to Paul. But then the very next verse, very next verse, Paul sees the bitterness of God rejecting the Jewish people and casting him to hell. So bitter to him. The very next verse, Romans 9.1, Romans 9.1, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. I have great heaviness, continual sorrow in my heart. I could wish myself were accursed from Christ, from my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites. Bitter, sweet, Romans 8. End of Romans 8, Romans 8, 39. Bitter, Romans 9, 1. That's the bitterness of Paul having a great heaviness, a continual sorrow in his heart when he thought about his own Jewish brethren. He said, I'll trade places. I'll go to hell for them if they can go to heaven. Bitter. Now, this was all what Ezekiel was called to do. This was Ezekiel's preparation to go to the Jewish people. He had to eat the word of God. He had to be so moved by the word of God like having a fermenting wine in his belly. And all that basically means he was exercised by the word of God. And that was the preparation that he had to have for his next type in life, which was, verse four, verse four, he said unto me, son of man, go. First eat, first this goes in your belly, then you go. Go, get thee unto the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. God is saying to Ezekiel, you're not at all prepared, Ezekiel, to go to the Jewish people unless the word of God is so deep in you that it controls your life. No teacher is prepared to teach the Bible unless the Bible is so deep in him that it controls him. No preacher is prepared to preach the Bible unless the Bible has exercised his heart from inside, from his belly. And no witness is prepared to speak for God unless the Bible has been assimilated into his life like food. And Ezekiel was not prepared. He was not prepared by God. He was not prepared for God to go and and speak to Israel until he had first eaten the scroll and experienced both the sweetness and the bitterness of the word of God. He was not prepared to speak for God to Israel until he had given himself fully to the word of God he was meditating on. 1 Timothy 4.15, 1 Timothy 4.15, again, we've seen it before. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Only then was Ezekiel prepared both to go, which is what verse one, verse four says. He says, go, lech, Hebrew word lech, go, when it says get thee, doesn't mean get thee. Get thee is a different word, a different word. Bo, bo means come. So he's saying to Ezekiel in verse four, you're not prepared to go to the Jewish people. You're not prepared to come to the Jewish people until you've eaten this word and it has become a part of you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for preparing Ezekiel and prepare us in the same way we pray now in Jesus' name, amen. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.